on this week's episode. Flying flamingos, Wagner Peak turns one. Find out how Central Florida is going above and beyond. New venue alert and the boardroom make their appearance. And there's similarities between chicken coops and gargoyles. Find out what they are. You are now listening to Swag and Repeat. Repeat. The voice for Orlando's meeting and event industry. Good morning and welcome to Swag and Repeat. We are coming to you taped from Zoom in four different locations. This is episode 51. We are a weekly podcast that covers the networking events that makes up Orlando's meeting and events industry. We bring you the available jobs, we cover the breaking news, and we chat with industry professionals about what's going on in Orlando. You can find our old shows, leave five-star reviews, and share our podcast by subscribing to us on our SoundCloud page, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. You can also keep up with us and interact with our hosts and listeners on our Facebook page. Hashtag swag and repeat. And just an update on that, we are now at 505 members. So thank you so much uh, to everyone that helped out and, and helped us grow on this week, which we celebrate one year. You can also follow us on Instagram by searching for swag and repeat. I am one of your three hosts, David Buckaloo. Joining me, you know, as always, is Selena Molinax and Joe Essential Truett. And with us today, we have Brandy Gar of 11 Events, Meeting Planning, Blushed by Brandy Gar, and the She Who Dares podcast. And we'll get into all that later. Good morning. We always like to start with our question of the week. And our question of the week this week is, what is something you have tried really hard to like, but just couldn't? I'm going to go with Dreamer music. PJ loves that stuff. And so I always get him like tickets to go see like Christ or whatever at House of Blues as a gesture of love, not thinking I would be the one to go with him. Uh, and then somehow I go with... So screamer music like like death metal? Yeah, like that kind where you want to turn it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Selena? So mine is running. I tried because everybody loves it. And I tried the Couch to 5K app. I got to like week eight or something. And I just, it's not my thing. It's not my jam. So I'm just not going to run. I will do cardio other ways and continue to to dance. That's a good call, Selena. I don't know how I didn't think of that. That's a good one. I tried. I really did. You made it to week eight. And I think it's only like 10 weeks. Nine, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Just couldn't go that one more. What about you, Brandy? I think for me, it would be eating healthy. (laughs) I feel like everyone's like gluten-free, vegan, all the things. And I just really would prefer a cheeseburger all the time. Cheeseburgers are delicious. Absolutely. Mine is Brussels sprouts. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I cannot like Brussels sprouts. No matter who makes them, no matter how they're made, I just think they're the most disgusting thing in the world. That's really funny because probably... Four years ago, they became the most popular side item at every restaurant. Like it was like the pop-up thing where you could not go anywhere without it being on the menu. And the more bacon that they added, it just didn't matter. Like bacon, as I said this before, the duct tape of the kitchen. (laughs) And it doesn't matter how much you add. So I think it's funny that that became the most popular because a lot of people did jump on the bandwagon. You held strong. Yeah. I mean, if I see that on an event menu and I'm kind of on the fence on going to that event or not. Stop. I have I have not gone to events because I've seen Brussels sprouts there. That could be the deciding factor for me. So, like, I really want to hear the speaker, but there's Brussels sprouts. Yeah, no, I, I might be out. I mean, if if I want to hear the speaker, I'd go anyway. But if it's like, eh, well, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Brussels sprouts could turn me down. So let's uh, let's move on to some of the events that we had last week. And the first one we had was the BBJ Linen webinar. And Selena, you were able to take part in that. I was, yeah. So Lara, Lara sorry, had posted about this on her Instagram. She said, hey, there's a bunch of webinars that BBJ is doing. If you're interested, let me know. And as you know, I just love learning and I like everything. I don't typically order linen. I wanted to learn more about what they're offering and how it all works. 
So it was a really good overview that somebody did about their linen and how their designs, their mood boards, what they're creating, tips and tricks on them, like all kinds of things. And people were asking questions like, what's pricing like? How does this work? And they were very interactive. So I thought it was a very well-presented webinar. I just attended one, but I know they're doing multiples of them. Cool. And you also got to take part in the NACE webinars, which they had four different webinars this week. And I believe you did three of the four. Yes, I did. They were amazing. They were all panels. Megan Eli was the moderator and they were very well organized, well planned. They tried to stay on time for everything. And it was great. I mean, they each had topics. They had selected key people that could talk about those topics. And then, you know, they went on, they had handouts and resources available to you that you could watch. Um, I believe you can watch replays as well. I think they were recorded. And then the really fun part about all of it, my favorite thing ever was Thursday night, there was the after party. And I say night, but it was 4.15. It was the after party that Kristen Wilson with our DJ Rocks did. So she just DJed live and it was a 90s throwback and it was just my jam. So that was my favorite part of the whole thing, honestly. Did you get dressed up 90s, like side pony and leg warmers or was it? I mean, I could have said yes, because it was also the day we were wearing neon pink, but I did not wear neon pink. And support Selena. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know that it would be 90s, but I loved it. It was great. I just so happened to be wearing my Legends of the Hidden Temple t-shirt, so this works out. <laughs> I learned what that is. We're good. <laughs> MPI also had their Florida series, which kicked off this week with one of four weeks. Uh, and this week was hosted by MPI Orlando. And they had Sydney Novotny as a guest. And it was emceed by Sarah Solomon Dowden. Joe and I got to partake. So um, Selena and I were on a task force to meet with the other chapters of MPI within Florida. There's four chapters um, that were all a part of organizing this and Selena kind of took reign and just mastered this entire organization. So the very first week was Orlando's opportunity to uh, host. So yes, Sarah Solomon Dowden, our um, incoming president, she was our moderator, which was fantastic. I thought her and Cindy played so well off of one another and Cindy just ran with it. I don't think there was a moment of silence within a hundred minutes. It was it was so much information and the feedback was through the roof. The other chapters were just in awe of the speaker and, and everything that happened. So that if you missed that, that was that was something that you really did miss. Great, great presentation. What did you think, Dave? Yeah, Cindy really stole the show. I really liked the couple of takeaways that she had. One was the fact that when this is all said and done, we're all gonna go out there and revenge spend. So basically yeah. We are just eager and ready to do stuff, and we have this money just sitting there ready to spend it. And she thinks once they open those gates, you know, in a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so, people are just going to go out there and spend, spend, spend. So, And they're going to spend with vengeance. Do you still think, Dave, that it's going to be in the drive markets, or do you think people will actually start jumping on planes and doing that too? Like, what's your opinion? I think it's going to be a little while for the planes, and I think the driving is just going to be so easy because gas is going to be so cheap. So personally, as soon as we can go and it's safe enough, we want to just get in the car and go. And maybe we'll fly out west and then drive from there. But kind of like we did last summer, we want to do a two or three week trip out west and see some of those national parks that we have. In yeah, you mentioned you had three states you wanted to knock out, so that would be a good opportunity for that. I think so. I mean, if gas is is next to nothing, why not, right? My uh, my favorite takeaway, and you'll probably laugh at this, was the ability to sell. Uh, she was talking about one of the restaurants. She owns a restaurant out in Orange County, California, and she was talking about the hiring process. And she said, "Yes, Miss Orange County comes in, and you know it's a steakhouse that I own, but she's a vegetarian. I need you to tell me that the meat's good. If not." Go work at the juice bar. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, 
just talking about, you know, you got to be able to put the face on and sell it. And whether you agree with something or not, it doesn't matter. You're that's part of the business and you have to be able to own it. And I love that. She said, get to the juice bar. I think everyone in the chat box just blew up at that point. They were dying there. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> we also had lunch with Jenna and Gabby and I believe all three of us were there for lunch. I had a hot dog. I don't know about you guys, but they had it on Zoom and it was uh, maybe, what, 20 people or so just having lunch, chit-chatting, talking about what's going on. Wasn't the highlight Michael Glover popping into that? Yeah, we had uh, Michael Glover now of Nashville. Yeah, it was good to see. I mean, honestly, we've all had these happy hours or lunch or, or coffee talks, but it's been within, obviously, our community. So it was really nice to have someone that knows our community so well, but is actually in another area that's just as impacted, but is at a different time frame maybe than we are. Um, Nashville's a little bit ahead of us as far as uh, beginning to open and things like that. So it was really nice to get his perspective on things and kind of see what's happening there just as, as another opinion. Yeah, Nashville is pretty much opening next week. And I, th- I thought I even heard that Pigeon Forge actually opened their attractions this week. So I guess Tennessee's uh, ahead of the curve there. Last week, we also celebrated our one-year anniversary. <laughs> did and thank you so very much to everyone for supporting uh for actually wearing pink and posting about it and tagging us in pictures um together and just comments and the love we felt it we appreciate you so thank you let's go around dave what was your either favorite episode or maybe something that happened or guest or something what what's one thing that you loved about the past year I mean, there there are so many good moments. I think one of them, the favorite episodes, was maybe the one where you jumped off the Hyatt. I mean, it just it was great to have everyone. I mean, it was like the last great event we had before all this coronavirus thing happened, and we all got together. There was probably what thirty, forty, hundred of us out there. So watching you, (laughs) watching you jump off the Hyatt. And we even had some guests come on the show, and we got to chit-chat with them, and I, I thought that was a great show. So how about you, Joe? Oh, I was going to give a Selena, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. I think I loved our first swag meetup at SES last summer, and all the people who showed up, especially Amanda Schneider, who wasn't even at the conference, but still showed up and got the first Pineapple Award. And we had cookies. And we had cookies from Morgan Hunter Desserts. That was probably one of my favorites. I would say for me, the the Hop Dottie lunch, where we're like, oh, you know, maybe we'll have like eight or 10 people. And then we took over the entire dining room and no one else could even come into the building, really. But I thought that that was really cool because we went from a meetup to takeover and um, just the evolution of, of what we've done. But we've had some amazing guest the past year. Thank you to everyone that has either listened or was a part of it um, at any capacity. I think that there's so much more to come and thank you all for being here from the beginning. Yeah, we must have had 300 people at that lunch takeover. Must yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what the occupancy was for the restaurant, but it was close. We learned that I cannot count. So. Well, there was- 40,000 people at the Hyatt Rappel. So yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Shannon Tarrant uh, continued her office hours and Selena was able to drop in. Uh, this one, they talked about creating a system for getting more reviews. It was great. So the week prior, she actually went on people's profile pages and gave them tips and hints about them and how to fix them and change them and her thoughts and ideas of their listings. So on this time, instead of going to everybody's page, she pulled up a presentation of this session that she does and she went through it and gave feedback on how to do this and how to create a system. And basically, we're not asking for reviews enough. We're not talking about it enough with our 
clients and our prospects, and we only ask them for a review once. So that's not enough either. So that's what I took away from it. But it was, again, very uh, educational, but also engaging and interacting because she knows the people who are attending and she points things out specifically towards them. Um, I do want to go back also and say that Shannon Tarrant was the guest on Gab with Gabby last week. So that was really cool too, to see two alumni from Rosen and talk about anything and everything. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. I somehow skipped through the Gab with Gabby. We all took <laughs> took part in that one as well. Speaking of um, reviews, and Shannon kind of touched on that, people going through and writing reviews, this is a great time for you to support your colleagues by writing them recommendations on LinkedIn. You have five minutes every day, I promise, to maybe just go through. And even if you write one recommendation a day, that does a lot for those people. Um, and it's nice to see what people really do think about you. And it's a nice way to really make someone smile. So if there's somebody out there that you think the world of, spend a few minutes and write a recommendation for them on LinkedIn. It will really go a long way. Let's also talk about NACE Friday and MPI Saturday at Del Frisco's. How did that go? So the weather on Friday was a little scary. I was just, you know, the rain 100% all the day. So I was a little worried about the turnout from from uh, NACE Friday night. But tell you what, came full speed. And uh, we're really excited to be able to uh, give 10% back from all the sales from NACE and then MPI on Saturday as well. We had uh, Sarah Solomon uh, made a an order with us, Dave Bucklew as well. Thank you so much. I was the best. Current President Mark Benson and so many others uh, came out on Saturday. Selena made her appearance on Friday with NACE. So just thank you to everyone that came out and, and was a part of the Dell's Give Back campaign for, for both of those organizations. Thank you guys for coming out. Selena, I know you're on the fence on what you were going to get. What'd you end up with? Steak, as always. I mean, why not? Steak um, and mashed potatoes. But I do want to say that NACE donated their 10% to the Above and Beyond Foundation, which we'll talk about later on with Brandy. So that was really amazing. I should be posting the total sometime this week on our social media. So be on the lookout for that. And again, thank you everybody for supporting the community and the industry. And two of our hosts got to be guests on the Champs and Gossip podcast. So you want to give us a recap of this? It sounds like you had a great time from what I've heard from you. We are champs, but it's champs like the bubbles. I was going to say, I love the way you say champs. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. Um, no, it was really great. Honestly, we didn't know what to expect as as guest on someone else's podcast. And it was so fun. Selena, you want to go into it? About it? I had a great time. I was laughing. 90% of the podcast. Additionally, yes, the same. So that should be coming out sometime this week. And when it does, we'll post about it. But it was fun and it was casual and not really scripted. They asked us questions. We got to know each other. We did some throwbacks with the 90s. It was definitely a lot of fun. I was worried at the beginning because Champs and Gossip is that just that. They drink champagne. They talk about what champagne they're drinking. And then they gossip mostly about reality TV. Well, I was nervous because I don't drink champagne and I don't watch reality TV. So I was like, what am I doing here? I have so much to contribute. (laughs) Do I do anything? So yeah, it was definitely fun. You should take a listen if you're interested in something completely not industry related and not professional. If you have an hour of your life. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Give us a laugh. Let us know how you feel about it. We had a great time. So whether you guys like it or not, it was a good hour for us. Well, hopefully, uh, Brandy will listen and, and see if uh, if she can have you guys on the show. I mean, that'll be a, a good indicator of, of whether you're worthy of being on her show. So. <laughs> I think it would be, like a, it would be like a 180 probably. So that is one thing that they talked about on their podcast. Like, 
you guys are just so professional. And I was like, I feel like this is going to be different this time around. (laughs) Your vision and your perspective of our podcast, but this is a little bit different. And let's just get real. I'm excited to listen to that one. That sounds fun. Oh yeah. We were, it was a drinking, it was a drinking show. So (laughs) always a good one. (laughs) There's always time for champagne. Always. It was a busy week, but we had one more event last week and that was the biz bash thing plus the event that's what our it says in my notes i don't know if that's what it was called yeah so that was two separate panel webinars going on at the same time kind of talking about the same thing and i wanted to watch both so i did not sure if i would recommend that having the volume on on both with multiple people speaking at the same time, but I tried it. Then I ended up going into, okay, I want to listen to this person that's talking. Okay, now this person's talking. I would switch back and forth. But it was BizBash. They're doing that series where they're doing conversations from the inside with insights and ideas from different parts of the country. So we talked about the one that was in South Florida. This time it was Chicago. The reason really I wanted to listen to that is because my colleague in Chicago was one of the panelists. So I wanted to show, show, show support there. But at the same time, Cvent was also doing their series panel. And on that one was Paul Van Deventer, the CEO of IMAX, Karina, um, and a bunch of other key people like Will Curran, who um, is amazing with Endless Events. And they were talking mostly about going virtual and virtual meetings. And Will Curran kept talking about how he is putting it out there that people are going to get webinar fatigue. And I've already talked about getting webinar fatigue like a month ago. So it was interesting to see their takes and how they're adapting and how they're thinking about everything put together with these organizations that they support. That's interesting. Webinar fatigue. I think I've uh, I've reached that as well. I can only do like two or three a week. And moving on to our promo section, we do have quite a few birthdays this week. Apparently, this is the week for people in event management to be born. So we have on Monday, Matthew Baker. He's with the Inquisitor Wine Company. He's amazing. He's a newcomer in the industry. If you haven't met him, you will love him if you do. He did show up to the Glittering Hour when we were at American Social. And they have an event that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. C. Rivas also shares a birthday on Monday. On Tuesday, Angela Toro. Uh, has a birthday as well. And then our good friend Emily Chirac is having a birthday on Wednesday, along with Jen Wilson, Kelly Keeney, and then uh, Scott Stella with Universal. No birthdays on Thursday, but Friday uh, we have uh, two birthdays, Courtney Bacco and Randy Keith, and then Saturday, Jessica Wiki of UCF. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. everyone. We know you're in quarantine, but we appreciate you and we wish you the best. And Hopefully, we can all celebrate next year or in six months or whenever you feel like it. You get to choose your new celebration day. Yeah, it's pretty neat how some people are taken to Zoom to do birthday parties. I know I had a my son, 10-year-old son, uh, did a Zoom birthday party with some of his friends. And they kind of had like a game show host type theme. And they made them do activities. And they, they sent him over ice cream the day before and all that stuff. So hopefully, some of these people are having fun celebrating their birthday. Man, someone's parents were on Pinterest before that. That yeah. is great. Yeah, that's they, they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I've seen the drive-by birthday parties, but that's awesome. I want to do that. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, No weddings or engagements. Uh, We do have a new job. So part two of our show that we had a couple weeks ago where we had Noah Jacobson and Jennifer Toller on. Well, Noah Jacobson got a job last week and Jennifer Toller got a job this week. So she is the project manager at Night Restoration Services. So that shows if you come on Swag and Repeat, you need a job, you'll find a job almost right away. Disclaimer, Dave Bucklew doesn't make the rules. So if that doesn't have a word, sorry. <laughs> That's a disclaimer, yeah. <laughs> no guarantee. But hey, we're two for two so far. So. Those are good odds. 
Yes. I want to give a congratulations to Jordan Bickle. Uh, she achieved her CSEP. She's with Hello Florida, and CSEP is Certified Special Events Professional, a designation by ILEA. Now it's time for the Michelle Brooks Corner. And the only update I have for her is that she did get her hand soap. So if you were concerned about that, what was that, on Lunch with Jenna, or was that on the Gab with Gabby? And she didn't have hand soap, and Michelle Granger... <laughs> Lunch. We were talking about a lot of sanitizers at the lunch. Okay, so Michelle Granger came through and got her soap, and Michelle Brooks now has hand soap. So. Awesome. <laughs> also with her updates, the CMP has officially been postponed uh, for the May exam dates. ProMetric has closed their facilities uh, through May 31st, so anyone that was scheduled in May now has to take the test in August. Michelle Brooks being one of those people will take that in August, as will I. So now you have more time to study. More time. Here we go. Don't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> You're going to get 100% on this one. Yeah, I'm going to be in charge of, of administering the test after I do the study course again. And then last week, we mentioned the MPI Rising Star nominees. We didn't know who the winner was, but now we do. So congratulations to... Yolanda Hughes uh, won the award last Friday. Uh, we got on a Zoom call uh, and wanted to make sure that she was recognized. It's so hard right now because, of course, you want to scream it from the rooftop anytime that someone does something wonderful, and it's it's tough. So we wanted we got as a board on Zoom, invited her to join us, and then we gave her the award there. It's just a nice thank you video that we posted on to LinkedIn. So congratulations to Yolanda Hughes for the Rising Star Award for quarter three for MPI. Joe, any wedding updates? No, I uh, no no nothing good, nothing at all actually. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> An update on the FAU course. So Selena actually finished it. Congratulations. I did finish Selena. it. Thank you. So you got your certificate? I did. Yes. That's it's nice. It's up on LinkedIn, so it's official. <laughs> That's nice that you got your certificate. Awesome. <laughs> I mine last Saturday, like, well, two Saturdays ago at this point, and I still haven't gotten my certificate, but it's fine. I know that I finished it. I can, like, white out my name and put your name on it if you want. At this point, that's about all I'm going to do with it, I guess. You know, I'll just put a little... Or I'll do and. <laughs> Selena and Joe. That feels, that feels like it's accredited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in two weeks, we're going to have Peter Ritchie, the dean of FAU, on the show. So you can ask him to his face, where's your certificate? And he can be... <laughs> he will handwrite yours. He will. Yeah, he'll he'll actually calligraphy. sign yours. And yeah, hand <laughs> You can ask him... What the deal like, is sir, I, I created this in Photoshop. Can you Xerox it and sign it over and if I fax it to you? Is that cool? No, I, I'm sure that I'll have one by then. I've, I've put in a couple of requests on the website, so still time. We wanted to give a shout out to a couple of people that celebrated Swag's first anniversary by either wearing pink, posting a video, or doing something on Instagram. So big shout out to Christy McLeod, Debbie uh, Andrews, Champanda, Michelle Granger, Tim Presley, Brooksy. Oh, Michelle Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie Stone. So thank you so much for helping celebrate our one-year anniversary with us. Big news in the ILEA world, ILEA Live, which is their annual conference. Yes. They have announced that they will go virtual, and that conference was scheduled for July. So that's the first July conference I'm hearing of that has gone the virtual route. So and it was late July, and it was in San Francisco, but now they're going to be 100% virtual. Any other news on that? With news on that, we are now, all eyes are on MPI and NACE to see what they're going to do with their conferences for WEC and experience. And then with that note, same thing goes for even MPI SES, dare I say it, in July, August. We're all waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, so WEC is actually in early June. It's early. Which is about yeah. six weeks before the NACE event. 
I'm sorry, before the ILEA event. NACE, when is NACE normally take place? NACE uh, this year is supposed to be early August, like August 1, 2, 3. And then SES was late August. So we haven't heard from those three conferences, but with ILEA making their announcement, you got to assume the others are pretty close behind. Some good news. The pub has reopened, and Emily told me she will have pre-made cocktails and growlers to go. So maybe check them out this week. And of course, by reopened, we mean curbside and pickup and delivery and all that stuff. But they are open as of today. So go on over and get your favorite fish and chips. That's great to hear that and see new restaurants, or not or new restaurants, but restaurants reopening. We're going to start seeing that a lot more. Um, some of the ones that I've talked to at Ocean Prime should be opening in the next couple of days or weeks as well. I talked to a couple of their leadership team members. So I think that anything that has gone on a hiatus is starting to figure out ways to reopen and start getting that operation at least moving again so that whenever it is time to reopen in our dining rooms, they won't have to start from scratch. So these places that are doing it now are really smart about their strategic ways of doing that to make sure that they're ready whenever the city's ready. Yeah, and you, you had a chance to listen to the task force call, right? Did they mention anything about opening dates? Of the two hours that I listened to it, there were no dates that were mentioned. They, were, they talked about the different phases of reopening, um, which like just the details of having very small amount of people up to when the theme parks and, and concert venues and all of that would be able to reopen. Um, and basically between them, for each phase, they would do two weeks of that phase and then an evaluation week. So each phase is actually three weeks long. So before anything major opens, like theme parks at a smaller capacity, of course, it's going to be at least six weeks after restaurants open. So when you see the restaurants open, add six weeks or more, depending upon the evaluation weeks and if they feel that they still need to do more, but definitely six weeks after the restaurants. Speaking of restaurants or venues and such, uh, if you know Nakusha Samuels, she's the CEO of Charisma Branding and Event Agency. Last week, she created a website called newvenuealert.com. And it's for Central Florida, it's for Orlando, and this is where she'll be posting videos is the goal of new venues that are popping up, whether they're for corporate events, social weddings, anything like that. So right now, because she doesn't have her video series up yet, she is taking submissions for special features during this quarantine time. So if there's any venue owners that are interested in sharing and being featured in newvenuealert.com, reach out to Nikisha Samuels. That's really cool. UCF announced that they are going to offer their first master's degree in travel technology and analytics. Selena, did you sign up for that one yet? Not yet, but you know, we all did the FAU thing. I know that was free and donated to us at that time, but let's just all jump on this UCF thing and get our master's. Why not? Is this going to be virtual as well? I don't believe so. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be free They do have some virtual series, but no. And no, it's not free either. But you know, let's just all take time to learn about travel technology and analytics. All you have to know is math and analytics. All the things. I okay. like how everyone says, like, after quarantine, I'm either going to come out a master chef or with a drinking problem, but we're going to have some doctors out of all of this, a master and everything else. Who knows? Right now the moment we've all been waiting for, we're going to sit down with Brandy Gar. Yay! There she is. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. It's been really fun to watch you guys put this episode together. So thanks for having me. 
Thanks. I mean, there's a lot coming from a, a fellow podcaster. So, <laughs> all right. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing? What What are your projects that you're working on right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have Blush by Brandy Gar, which is our kind of our main baby. That's you know our wedding planning company we've had for 13 years. And when this whole quarantine thing happened, we started to realize that you know there were so many couples out there that were having a, a hard time, kind of planning their wedding, especially if they hadn't hired a planner. And the idea of putting down this large deposit with a wedding planner <laughs> with with all the unknown is kind of scary. And so we quickly put together what we call our blush virtual planner, which is really just a subscription option for brides to have a wedding planner. It's a monthly subscription and they get access to our full planning portal, which gives them templates and checklists and, you know, all the things we use to plan weddings. And then there's so many videos and tutorials and things like that as well, but our team lives inside it. So it's, it's really having access to a, an actual wedding planner to plan with you. And it's just a low cost, kind of low barrier to entry option to help couples that are planning their wedding on on a more limited budget or that just are kind of like, I'm not sure that I need a planner, but I would love advice and help throughout the planning process. They may have someone else that might run the wedding day. So it's kind of like a wedding planner as a subscription service. essentially. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, everything is going to a subscription model now. Like you can subscribe to anything I feel like. Like my husband had this idea almost two years ago and I kept putting him off because I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like a subscription wedding planner, what the heck even is that? Then this COVID thing happened and it was kind of like, wait a second, maybe he was onto something. <laughs> it's been really great. And it, it really, for us was, we've always wanted to have an option for brides that want to have a planner, but really either don't have the finances or don't need someone on site, but they're like, I really do need help. And it's more than, you know, what like the knot or wedding wire has to offer because it's actually us. It's actually our team planning with you along the way, just all via Zoom and calls and chat, which is really fun. Did you kind of create this or, or do other people, are there other virtual wedding planners out there? Yeah. So it's funny when we Googled virtual wedding planning, there is such a thing, but most of it means that you're getting a phone call with a wedding planner. So it's kind of like, it's basically, it's similar in concept, meaning that the planner doesn't come on site. But when you Google it, we've, we found about 30 different companies that offer what's called a virtual planning package. But basically what it is, is just phone calls with a planner to kind of help you plan your wedding. So that's when we really were like, well, it needs to be so much more than that. Like it needs to be a place where our brides can live. And, you know, we have a community inside there as well, so they can chat with each other. So sort of like the not chat boards, because we really think those can be fun, can be fun. <laughs> and um, They can also be kind of crazy, but, and then our team lives in that community as well. But we wanted it to be a place where like all of their templates and all of their tools and us, we have tons of videos that we've recorded on exactly how we plan a wedding and just tips and tutorials on things like how to tie a real bow tie or how to get your marriage license, like all the things that you have to Google and hope it's right. And then we also decided to create, especially because of just what's going on right now, we thought, how can we pour back into our partners? And so we created a section in there called BVP exclusives. BVP stands for Blush Virtual Planner. And we have about, gosh, almost 40 now vendors who participate. And it's kind of just 
a list of all of the partners that we love to work with, and they provide special discounts specifically for our BVP brides. It tells a little bit about that partner and what they provide and what they can do and why we love them and then access to their website and then special discounts for the brides right within there too. So it's kind of an all-in-one place to plan your wedding and we're available every day from nine to nine. So when brides are ready to plan, like we're, we're there with them. So, you know, you work late, you can still chat with us late or early or on the weekends. It's really a neat concept that kind of just came together out of this crisis, honestly. So how big is your team that supports this? Yeah. So there's seven of us, seven of us that work for Blush anyway. And so this is just kind of an additional service. And so everybody takes different shifts on the chat and within the community as well. And we kind of all have different roles within it. So some of us are there more to add content. Some of us are there more to answer questions and design. So it's been really, really fun. And it's just been a great way for our team to come together during this time. Too. Yeah, it's a very neat pivot. So are you mostly focused on Central Florida brides still then or, or are you getting outside inquiries as well? Yeah, so it's been really interesting where the traffic is coming from. Obviously, because it's an online product, people can come from all over. So also because it's a planning portal, we can plan with couples from really anywhere. So because the information doesn't really change on timeline to plan your wedding and checklists and things like that. But we do let people know right away that the exclusive currently are all for Central Florida. And as we expand, so as couples come in from different states, we would love to expand it. Um, I know Kathy Thomas, who used to be or kind of still is a photographer here in Central Florida, but has relocated to Nashville. She was so intrigued by it. She was like, I want this in Nashville. Our goal would be to expand it as we have couples join from different markets and to expand into those markets with exclusives. So it's, it's been really a fun ride, honestly, and putting it together, getting feedback from brides that are in it and adding different features as we hear, oh, this would be really kind of cool. I just want to commend you for your speed to get this to market. I know Ira had the idea years ago, but this all just happened so quickly, in my opinion, but it looks professional, well done, well thought out, well everything executed. So it looks amazing. Can you explain to us what, how the Above and Beyond Foundation plays into it? Yeah, that's a great question. So thank you for that. those words. That was really sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that because it was a lot, lots of long days. Yeah, the Above and Beyond Foundation. So when we were kind of sitting together, you know, obviously as all this played out, my husband, Ira, runs the back end of our business. And so he was working on all the grants and the loans while our team was kind of building this. One of the things that kind of struck me was so many people that affect our business, banquet captains, banquet servers, housekeepers. I mean, the people that we actually go to on wedding day and we're like, hey, we need a table here or can you help us with whatever. Those people don't have access to these grants that we're being so blessed with as a small business the whole government grant system has been a little bit of a train wreck, but um, we do have access to funds that these, these people, these employees don't have and unemployment isn't moving fast enough. And so when we really started thinking about it, we were like, gosh, I wish that there was a way that we could help specifically the people that affect our business so much. And so I started kind of researching literally just late one night after I got done working on BVP. And I was like, there has to be an organization that does this. I was shocked, shocked to find how many were available for restaurants and how few were available for frontline hospitality workers. I was like, what is happening? I actually ended up finding above and beyond through NACE. And I had reached out to a bunch of people and I had reached, I 
found them through NACE. And so I reached out to them and I was like, hey, I'd like to know more about what you do. And what I love about it is that it's a completely volunteer organization. So 100% of the money that they raise goes to the grants that they're providing. I also love that you cannot apply as an individual. So you have to actually be submitted by your employer or previous employer. So if they've been laid off, you know, your your old banquet manager can recommend you for the grant. And I love that because each employer can only give this to 10 people or can only apply for up to 10 people. So when you as a business owner or as like a banquet manager, a manager, you're thinking, okay, if I can only do 10 people, I'm going to pick my top, right? Like my top of my top, my people who are here for me, no matter what. And that's really who they're wanting to bless with these grants is like, you give so much to your job and to your, to serving the people that come into your venue. We want to give back to you. And so I loved that concept. I just think it's such a cool way to give these grants out. And because they're completely volunteer organization, they were like, we don't have time to vet all of these people. So what better way to do it than to have managers and owners, you know, kind of recommend their cream of the crop. And so what they do is they're the Above and Beyond Foundation is a grant foundation in general. They've been around since 2017. This new grant is called Helping Hospitality. It's specifically for those that have been affected by COVID and they're giving $500 grants via virtual visa cards. That was a lot of V's all, <laughs> all of a sudden, um, but that way they can get the money to them quickly. Yeah, it's been really, it's been so fun to learn about their foundation and kind of what they do. But I love that they don't just exist for COVID, that they exist outside of COVID and they they give grants all the time for outstanding service in our industry. So I love it. I didn't catch, is Above and Beyond Foundation just for Central Florida? or is- I want to say, I'm, I know I'm going to screw this up. I want to say that they're in Montana. Tana, but Paul Mears is actually on the board. He's here locally. They have quite a large board from all over the country, which is really cool. So yeah, so no, it's countrywide. Have they actually started giving out these grants? And do you know how how much impact they've made? They do. They have. Yeah. So when I, the last time I spoke to them was probably, I don't know, five or six days ago. And I want to say they had gotten requests for over a million dollars already. And I think that they had funded about 300,000. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So they're literally, she was saying they're taking money and then it's funneling out literally in the same day. It's crazy. So, and they're $500 grants, not like this extreme amount of money, but for people that have been laid off, you guys know Florida unemployment is a complete train wreck right now. So, I mean, to have funds completely stop one day and not know how you're going to have food on your table the following week, these are, these grants are really helping people to be able to do exactly that. It's, it's, it's an incredible organization and you can donate directly to them as well. We are donating $25 from every couple that signs up through Blush Virtual Planner. And then my husband and I have talked about possibly being able to do more than that as well. But it's just been really, it's been really cool to be part of it and to know that the money is going directly to the people who impact us so much. And that was the most important thing to us is like, we don't want to just give to a random organization. Like there's nothing worse than giving and you don't actually even know where the money is going. And so this is just, this has been really fun. And we, we for sure will be partnering with them long-term because I think they just do an incredible job at supporting our industry. Awesome. Um, I'd like to pivot to your podcast that you have. Sure, um, yeah. Who dares? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we started the She Who Dares podcast last November. So we just did episode 26, which is kind of crazy. But one of the things that is just really fun for me is to hear 
people's startup stories. I'm very passionate about helping people to start their business or to scale their business. It's just something I love doing. And I think what's really hard for people that are coming in new to the industry is to see businesses that have been around for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. They don't even understand how to compare themselves and not, not compare is probably not a good word, but to like, it's basically like, you know, the meme that says, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. It's hard to peel back and see that like a Kristen Wilson of RDJ Rocks or Susan Sutherland of Just Mary. It's hard to see that they had a beginning and that it wasn't always this easy and it's still not easy. And so I really started the podcast to kind of really peel back that layer a little bit on my businesses, but also those that are very successful here in Central Florida and in a couple of other markets as well. And I want them to tell us like their startup stories, like, tell me how you started. How'd you get the idea? How'd you name your business? What, what made you even think to do it? What are challenges you've had? So it's been, it's been so, so fun. And I think David, you, it may have been you that said this, this week that I saw that it was like, when you start a podcast, it's crazy how many people you get to know and get to meet. And I have, I mean, some of these people that I've interviewed, I've literally, I've known Kristen Wilson since the day she started her business and I still did not know all of her story. (laughs) And so like, when do we ever sit down for an hour with someone and say, just tell me all about you. Just tell me everything. Yeah. Tell me everything. And so it's been really fun and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. So the podcast really is just meant to help new businesses or people who are aspiring to start a business to kind of see that there's so much that goes into the beginning. And when you're starting and you feel like I'm screwing everything up and I'm not successful because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, that we all had that messy beginning too, you know, and we kind of keep having the messy middle and the messy middle and the messy middle. So it's just a way to share a little bit more of that and encourage people in their, in their journey with their business. Talking about the the messy beginning, I have listened to a few of your episodes and I noticed that you started your business in 08. So right in the beginning of a messy time for our industry. And now here we are in another messy time for our industry. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you got through it initially and, and maybe what your plans are for this turnaround? Yeah, it's interesting. I Right now, I'm really passionate about telling people, like, if you've ever considered starting a business, now's the time. <laughs> because I started in a recession and by no means would I compare what happened, what's happening now by to 08. They're, they're not even comparable. But it was a severe recession. And what's really cool about starting in a recession is one, there's a lot of people that have been laid off or lost their jobs or furloughed. They have always thought, maybe I want to have my own business, but you know what? I'm comfortable. Well, you're not anymore. So what's holding you back? Like that was your swift kick in the booty to just do it, you know? And then the other thing with starting during a recession is honestly, there's nowhere to go but up. So for you, you're a new business. So when you get one client or two clients, it's like, this is amazing. Just start. I mean, like there are people that are still buying right now. There are people. I mean, we have brides that are still inquiring for an existing business now going through this as an existing business. So when I started, obviously every client that I got was like, this is amazing. Now we've been in business 13 years. It is harder to be an existing business and go through a recession because you have to go back to being scrappy again, where you kind of 
of were just we were kind of rolling along, rolling along. And now we have to yeah, now we have to figure out like, wait a second, we have to get scrappy again. When you're starting, you are scrappy. Like that's that's the basic meaning of being a new entrepreneur, right? It's like figuring it all out. It's just such a great time. I mean, if you literally if you've ever even thought about having your own business, now is the time to try it, to give it a try and start. I mean, everybody's figuring it out right now. So I think it's great pivoting during this time. My very first phone call when this happened was to Mark Leggett from Arthur's. I had just interviewed him from the for the podcast, literally the Thursday before Black Monday. And we were talking about how he'd been in business for 30 years and how everything was amazing and COVID like kind of crashed everything. And my first phone call was to him and I'm like, Mark, you've been through 30 years of the ups and downs. Like what, what is going on right now? And he was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't compare to anything we've ever been through. And so, you know, it's just an interesting time for all of us. I'm excited to see how many businesses pop up during this time. I mean, I just think it's, it's going to be really fun ride for some people. When you said now is the time to start a business, I could see Selena's wheels like turning <laughs> in her head. She's like, which one do I want to revamp? I've got 19. Which one? I could just see her totally. And she, she's nodding her head right now. She knows it's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, you know, for me, I'm kind of like, what's holding you back, especially for the people that have been laid off and they don't know when they're going back. And to be perfectly honest, different than 2008, literally no one's hiring. I mean, I shouldn't say no one, very few people are hiring. So if you've been laid off, it's not like you're going and putting your resume in a bunch of other places. Now you have to kind of figure out like, what does life look like for me from here? And a lot of people have these idea boards or have a vision board, but they've never started because they're like, I'm comfortable. Comfort is the enemy of innovation. Like you, you, it's hard to innovate when you're comfortable. So guess what? You're not comfortable anymore. So I say, do it. Just do it. I know uh, you're pressed for time. I'm going to uh, shift gears and talk a little bit about personal uh, life. So people that follow you on Instagram, and we're, we're learning about your chicken coop. Oh, Besides gosh. that, you know, what do you do on the weekend? And, and maybe you don't do anything on weekends because that's when the weddings are. But what do you do on your, your free time when you get some? And don't think we're not going to talk about the chicken coop. And we definitely want to talk about the chicken <laughs> I know. Like, can we just ignore the chicken coop? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, we really are kind of homebodies. We have three little girls. Two years ago, we decided to downsize our house drastically. We got a lot more land. For those people who like live on a farm, we only have an acre. So, you know, it's not like we have like this big old farm, but for us, we lived in a master plan community. So now we think we have all this land, but yeah, we, we are homebodies. I don't work a whole lot of weddings myself anymore. So we do enjoy our weekends to just kind of like chill. Two of my girls play volleyball. So I'm a big like I am the loudest mom in this dance on tournament days. And so I love spending all day in a volleyball gym. It's like my favorite thing to do. So yeah, so that's kind of what we do. And then we raise chickens. (laughs) 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 I know, you know, we don't actually have chickens yet. I was, I was kind of telling you guys that before the show started, we, my kids have wanted chicken since we moved here and we've said no, then now that we're kind of all in quarantine and they're out of school for what, five or six months, I don't even know how long they're going to be out of school. We thought, I mean, what, why not? And honestly, I'm a workaholic. Like I would stay behind my computer really 18 hours a day. It's just who I am. I love being behind my computer and working. And so I have to have like a reason to stop a focus and a project. So I said, babe, let's just build this chicken coop. The kids want it so bad. And it's been, you know what? We stop. I stop working every day at four. We go out and we work on the chicken coop till about 730. And we're all five out there. It's, 
it's really been a lot of fun, but we're supposed to get our chickens this weekend. So by the time this episode airs, we may have chickens. Your whole <laughs> life is about to change for sure. I'm freaking out. I'm not going to lie. I'm completely freaking out. And to be honest, I don't keep anything alive at all. Like even, this is going to sound horrible. My kids, like my husband is so much better <laughs> at like plants and children and chickens and all the things. So I'm really relying on him. How many chickens are you planning to get with that being we, said? <laughs> so we have three girls. So we decided they would each get to pick a chicken. Okay. But then we've heard from so many people. You guys, I cannot tell you how many people DM me about this chicken coop. Like no one DMs me about anything until I started talking about a chicken coop. It's very and, popular. <laughs> it's so popular. Maybe virtual and chicken coop could be your I your know. Matches. It's so crazy. I went to Lowe's last week to get something my husband sent me for. And I said to this older gentleman that was working there, I'm building a chicken coop. And can you help me find this one thing? And he's like, you and everybody else are building a chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, That's awesome. Everybody's telling me that we should buy extra chickens yeah. because they're going to die. Like they're going to get snatched. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, but what if they don't die? And then I've got extra chickens. So well, this is my experience because my sister started this rabbit hole of a journey with chickens and she started with like five or six of them. And she now has over like 30. She just, what? you know, I'm telling you like, this is one of those things where like, Oh, I'm just going to grab some fabric and I'm going to start. And then suddenly you have like a whole craft room. Like this is what's going to happen. Like three is not going to happen. You should start with at least like five. What? No. So it already has gotten out of control because my neighbors have this tiny little kit from Wayfair and it holds like two chickens. And I was like, Ira, we can't just have two chickens. We have three kids. So I need a bigger coop. My neighbor, who's an architect, she made these plans for me. And now we have this giant, ridiculous coop. And then now both of our neighbors are building chicken coops that are even bigger than ours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has gotten so out of hand already. Like, it looks like a playhouse. It reminds me of the Grinch with like the lights. And it's like, no, my coop can be bigger. Well, the yes. girls, so my nieces, they, they named the chickens. And of course they went with like everything that's a golden girl. They're like, oh, this is Blanche and this is Henrietta. Like, all that's these cute. But now, so now they're telling me, they're saying, well, these are our, our chickens that we have eggs for. And then these are the ones we're going to slaughter. <gasps> like, You're seven. Like, why are you using the phrase slaughter? And she's like, we're not supposed to get connected to those because those are going to be dinner one day. And I was like, oh my gosh, you went full farm. Like, no way. <laughs> I'm afraid. I won't even be able to eat the eggs. I don't, I just am so afraid. I know that a chicken can't pop out cause we're not going to have a rooster, but I just keep thinking I'm going to crack it in like a tiny embryo or something's going to like fall out in a skillet. Oh. You'll like the eggs a lot more than the fear of eating the eggs. The eggs are actually, Selena and I were talking about this before you jumped on, like fresh eggs will change your life. I've heard that, but I don't know. I'm so weirded out by this whole thing. <laughs> I, I'm just completely freaked out. The beak pops out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally would lose my ever loving mind. Like, no, that's not happening. Oh my gosh. Eggs no. by God. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, no, my kids have already named our chickens that we don't have. And my oldest has become completely obsessed with Harry Styles, like obsessively obsessed. She is naming hers Georgia Rose. Oh, okay. One of his songs. So I was like, okay, whatever. I think my favorite was one that had like a little bit of a bigger caboose and it was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That's funny. All right, That's awesome. Brandy? Pretty much covered everything. There is one thing. So, Selena was telling us that you had a nickname for your girls. 
Yes, I do call my girls the gargoyles, and we we do actually hashtag everything gargoyles. I will say, I would love to say I made that up, but my husband comes from four four siblings, and he only has one sister, and she all of her life was like, please, mom, have another girl so we can be the gargoyles. She never did. And so then when we had all girls, she was like, you have to call them the gargoyles. I was like, okay, and it's stuck, and people love it. It's so funny. When they told us that, I was like, how do I get adopted by them? I want to be a gargoyle. <laughs> well, the scary thing is that gargoyles are actually so hideous, right? So we we were in New York, and there was a church that had gargoyles on the side, and we were showing the girls. We were like, this is what a gargoyle is. And they were like, why do you call us that then? <laughs> we're like, well, it's just kind of a cute thing. You don't look like them, I promise. That's so funny. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. We really oh, gosh. It's been great. It was fun. Was Thank fantastic. you guys so much. Honestly, this has been, it's been really fun to see how you put this all together. Now listening to it, I'll have a whole different perspective because gosh, you guys, if you don't already know how much work goes into this podcast, these three <laughs> put a ton of work into this podcast to bring you so much information. So make sure you listen and share. It's so great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks guys. Coming up this week, we have MPI's virtual coffee talk that's going to be with Lauren Hodges. It is free and it'll be on April 28th at 10 a.m. You can sign up in advance on the MPI Orlando website. Selena Shannon, Shannon Terrence going to have office hours again. Do you know the topic this week? Yes, the topic is going to be favorite apps and tools that save time. So this one I'm all into. I just love learning more stuff. I will say also in watching Shannon's office hours and her laptop and all that stuff, she uses Evernote and I know people have always raised about Evernote. I've just never used it. But the way she uses it and can search notes from conferences three years ago is amazing. So that's one tidbit I'll share that she probably is going to talk about. When are those office hours up? They're always on, I want to say Wednesdays at two is what my head wants to say. I need to get that in my calendar. Yeah. Wednesday at two. Visit Orlando is going to put on a webinar called Managing Through the COVID Crisis, Creating Your Road to Recovery. That'll be on Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Is there going to be a gab with Gabby this week? think so. I mean, she's done three weeks in a row. I feel like she needs to keep this trend going. She was looking for speakers during the lunch, I think. We shall see. Mystery speaker and Gab would get. And then HSMAI is putting on a webinar with Edward St. Ange. The topic is building a funnel to create future demand. You can find that on April 29th at 4 p.m. Our good friend Christy with Inquisitor is doing an Inquisitor's happy hour. And Laura is going to be there. Laura will be there. Okay. Just I'm obsessed with Laura. And then also, I'm assuming maybe Matthew Baker, if he's still with the company, will be there. Team, all right. That's on April 29th at 6 p.m. And then MPI Orlando will do part two of their Florida series for industry certifications. That'll be on Thursday, April 30th at 10.30 a.m. couple of events on the horizon we want to mention. PPN will be back in action with their May virtual meeting on May 6th at 11.30 a.m. And NACE is putting on a mini masterclass on May 6th at 12 noon. A couple of extra credit events. Selena found a place where you can watch movies and actually go to. And this is in Claremont. Yeah. So the Claremont drive-in is reopening Wednesday, I believe on the 29th. They're going to run two shows every night starting at 8 PM. Since there's no new movies coming out right now, they're showing classics. So this week, for example, they're doing Jaws, Joker, How to Train Your Dragon, Back to the Future. It's $20 per car per show. And then if you get an extra movie, like a second one, it's half off. So there, we also have a note here to give a shout out to the husbands. Yeah. I I thought it was so 
great the videos that went out this past week and just interacting at home and having fun with your husbands. I love uh, Carolyn Durant and uh, Laura Nickerson. They both did two different versions of Hanging with the Hubs. One of them was a tic-tac-toe flip cup beer pong challenge, and the other one was kind of like a kind of like a newlywed game with questions about each other. They tried to guess the answers, and they both had me roll on the floor laughing. So shout out to those ladies and their husbands for having such a good time with each other. And there's a new group in town called The Boardroom. Selena? Yes. Uh, Lisa Compton with Metropolis Productions created a new Facebook group last week called The Boardroom. It's a group designed to bring people together uh, who own, operate, or manage creative companies in the events and entertainment space. And it's a safe space for everyone to come and share relevant information, discuss, ask questions, converse, etc. Get inspired about what to do during this time that we're all in and how we're going to pivot and come out with new ideas. Or you can find that on Facebook. Yes. And we do want to tell you as we get ready to close here, we do have two upcoming guests. We're going to have Spencer and Patrick, both of ViewStub, on next week. They're going to talk about their platform and all the business they're getting lo- uh, recently with COVID. And then if you took part, and you probably did because there's like, what, 90,000 people in it. But if you took part in the FAU course, we're going to have Peter Ritchie, who is the man behind that FAU course, on our May 11th show. So two great guests coming up. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Any final thoughts, Selena or Joe? No, but thank you all for joining us we've made it past a year so i feel like a one-year-old i don't know so thank you (laughs) (laughs) should be like in dog years so like seven years all right thank you very much guys have a good week (laughs) you are listening to swag and repeat the voice for orlando's meeting and event industry